Thanks for uh, listening. Yeah, we have uh, been up here in Coeur d'Alene uh, for about a week now, checking out uh, checking out the area of the lake, the market, you know, what, what's, what it's all about up here in Idaho and the panhandle. Um, probably, I don't know if you've listened to uh, my other recordings, but uh, uh, I've mentioned Idaho a few times because it, it keeps coming up in the market. For those who are looking at leaving places like California, and looking for you know uh, something in the Northwest, you can't miss Idaho. It's it's right there. It's you know it's a it's in the conversation. Um, however, uh, I you know in my own life, you know we 25 years ago we we considered Idaho, but we were really thinking more like Boise back in those days, which is just not that interesting to me. It's too much like where uh, we were leaving uh, from the Bay Area, and. Uh, it, it wasn't really on the radar. It still really isn't that interesting to me. A lot of people are looking at, at Boise area um, because of the, you know, the prices, you know, and uh, that's important, uh, but uh, it's not everything. And for me, it's just not, it's just not uh, what we're looking for, would never consider. Um, so we thought, let's go check out the Coeur d'Alene area because that northern Idaho is is more beautiful it's it's very similar to bend and uh after 25 years in bend uh Coeur d'Alene is definitely getting some attention so i came up to take a look at it and check it out so a couple of thoughts uh strategic things about Coeur d'Alene that uh you know just to make you aware of if you're doing some uh investigating of your own strategically uh spokane uh you know the airport there is international and it's about a 45-minute drive from, let's just say, the lake at the resort there all the way to the, the uh, airport, which is not bad, you know, for international flights. Uh, it's nice because you don't have an airport in the area. There are a couple of small private air, uh, airports, but mostly just uh, hobby-type, you know, planes. Not, uh, nothing, nothing large, no commercial flights. So that's Spokane. So you're not going to see any... Uh, large planes flying around uh, over over Coeur d'Alene. Uh, so it's, you know, in Bend, we have Redmond. We have that, our little airport there, which is a nice little airport, but no international flights. So you have to connect in PDX, Seattle, or San Francisco, typically Denver. Um, but we do have a lot of direct flights around. Um, so I know I do know from the, from the Bend airport there, the, you know, RDM, um, there are no direct flights to Spokane, to my knowledge, currently. Uh, uh, you have to fly to uh, San Francisco, or probably Seattle, to so SeaTac, uh, and then over to Spokane. Unfortunate, because it could be such an easy direct flight. Um, so, but anyway, so that's the thing. Uh, you know, that's that's the airport situation here. Um, so, so they're saying Coeur d'Alene is about. 50,000 people, and uh, let's say Hayden, just to the north, is f- just under 15,000. Uh, when you're here, like I am right now in February, uh, one of the biggest things that just stands out to us in comparing to Bend, Oregon, is, you know, right now, it's the middle of winter, and, uh, you know, they say about 50,000 50, people. It really feels so much busier than that. It's the infrastructure, the roads are busy. There, you know, you have several big highways that come through Coeur d'Alene, which is nice in certain ways. However, 
Um, there's just a lot of people here, and this is the slow season. Uh, it just feels like, gosh, Bend is so much smaller. However, Bend is rated at 100,000 people right now. Now, I, that is all in, like surrounding rural areas. So let's just say if Bend, you know, just right downtown area, right, you know, inside city limits was more like uh, 60,000 something. I mean, it, it still feels like a small town compared to Coeur d'Alene when you're just out running around, going to the grocery store, get your car washed, you know, driving around. There's just a lot of people on the roads here. That's, that's how our take on it since we've been here. Um, even up in Hayden, 15,000 people there, and we could not believe the amount of traffic on the roads. Four lanes, just solid stream of cars. It's where are all these people going and coming from? It's crazy. Um, now, I, okay, so, you know, it's just a couple of little observations there. I will also say that... Uh, you know, the lake is beautiful. It's way bigger than what I really thought. You know, it's there's so much shoreline on this lake. Um, and there's just so much nice real estate, uh, waterfront and uh, water views because you have Spokane River coming in as well. So you have the river and you have the lake front uh, real estate. And there are some gorgeous properties. Some of it not so easy to access. It's a bit of, uh, you know, like you don't have a road that you can just get on and just drive all the way around the lake. It's just not that easy. It's uh, a, probably a two hour, they say two hours to, to get around the lake. I haven't done it yet, uh, but um, it's not it's not one one road you get on, it goes all the way around the lake. It's, it's a bit of a getting used to the roads, navigating the ins and outs of all these inlets uh, and, and little fingers that, you know, come off of the off of the lake. So uh, when you're at the resort, as we are right now, looking across the other side, um, we drove over there yesterday and yeah, some, some spectacular locations, golf courses, uh, like in the world class type level. But it's a bit of a, of, a, of a journey to get over there. And we didn't go that far even. But it's it's 30 and 40 mile an hour driving in on dry road. Um, I think there are a lot of people that are accessing their homes, uh, like in the summertime, using their boats, that type of thing. That would make it a lot easier uh, than driving, honestly. So having a boat, if you have lakefront, uh, that would make it a great convenience to get to the other side where all the shopping is, uh, restaurants and that type of thing. So it's something to keep in mind, you know, if you ever get up this way, I think, I think coming here in the summertime will be another, uh, real experience because getting out on the water, experiencing the lake, which I think is a huge game changer. Um, uh, we don't have that in Bend where we have a river, but the most you're going to do on any river, or any lake in the area pretty much is just kayaks and uh floating that kind of thing in a way it's great because we're really keeping it uh well it's not so commercialized you know you don't have motors in the river you just have people and and that in itself is more than uh what most people are happy about here you have a lifestyle of being on the water you can jet ski you can um you can you know all the water sports you can fish and there's a lot of water, a lot of space to do those things. 
And even though they say, yeah, it's getting really busy, I'm sure that's a thing that, you know, is a concern. Uh, still going to be an additional uh, thing that's added to what you can do at your, you know, vacation home, uh, that type of thing. So, um, you know, Coeur d'Alene, I think, really, they, they probably win in that category. Unless you just do not like that, uh, the, you know, the, the motorized vehicles on the water. If you want to keep it more uh, more down to earth, Bend, we've got, we do have the high mountain lakes. Uh, no, there are no motorized uh, vehicles allowed. You know, you've got a couple of uh, reservoirs around uh, that you can take a boat to, but it's a, a bit of a drive, a bit of a journey, and a small season for you, the use of those vehicles, uh, those boats in, you know, in the, you know, June, July, August, uh, where we get really hot days that make boating a good thing. Um, but there's something about the lake that has got a special energy, a special feel that make it just really peaceful, beautiful, and it's big enough to, for people to spread out on it and, you know, have their own, your own recreational space. It's kind of my feel, because I grew up water skiing, and it was one of my favorite childhood memories, is going to Grandpa's house and taking his ski boat out and, and skiing all day. It really was like the high point of our year when we would get to go vacation at Grandpa's house and, you know, go boating. So that's something that I have fond memories of myself, and, you know, I think that's a great thing most people could add to their, to their, uh, to their lives um, okay, a couple other thoughts and just comparing to Bend uh, is the the food scene here, it's trying to go somewhere, um, but it just doesn't quite know where it's going yet. You know, there's, out of the, the time we've been here, we've been, you know, trying to get into good restaurants. Nobody really seems to know what great food is here, honestly. We had one meal at the resort our first night that was really amazing, um, and the next night we ate there and it was not amazing. It was not good, actually. Uh, they have an incredible uh, wine uh, cellar here that is something to see at the resort. And we are going to be visiting another restaurant that was recommended to me, recommended to me by uh, Chef George from Bastoris and Bend. He, you know, he, he knows the area up here pretty well. And he's like, yeah, this is probably the best food in Ben or in a quarter lane. So we're going to go check that out. Um, and I'll, uh, I have to add the name for it. It's like olive, olive and vine and olive, vine and olive. Yeah. In quarter lane. So we're going to go check that out. Um, there are restaurants downtown, lots of variety, a lot of pubs, that kind of thing. Uh, they have a, you know, they have, they have the food, the restaurants are there. It's just that. Uh, even the breakfast places we've eaten at this morning, we went to this place, had great ratings, uh, nice location, uh, riverfront. And, uh, you know, my wife had to send her, her omelet back cause it just wasn't cooked. And it's like, man, you know, what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> a place like this should have world-class food just everywhere. It should, because the people who are coming here, um, you know, they have these, these homes are spectacular coming on vacations. The food should be amazing. And, uh, so far it hasn't been great. 
hopefully, hopefully they, they can improve on that. But, you know, you compare it to Bend, Oregon. I mean, I can name two or three, four restaurants off the top of my head that you you could have a world-class, uh, you know, meal at and, and be talking about it. In fact, I've had clients I've referred to to uh, restaurants downtown. Like people that live in Miami, they get seafood, have great seafood, great restaurant scene, of course, in Miami. Are you kidding? And they come here and they'll say, I just had the best rest, the best meal of my life. They had uh, one couple last summer, uh, you know, real foodie type people that spend a lot of money on food. And they went to Ariana's. I recommended Ariana's Downtown Bend and also Bas Taurus, one of my favorites for a great, great meal. And uh, they said they had like the octopus at Ariana's, which is not your typical dish for Bend. And they said it was the best they had ever had. And that was a bit of a surprise to me, uh, just because I know how much great food that they're used to, great wine selection and that kind of thing. And we have these little restaurants in Bend that are competing um, at these high levels, you know. So, um, you know, I could mention many other great restaurants down there, the Brick House, Zydeco. I mentioned uh, Boss Taurus, and we, we have some some nice uh, Asian food. We've got a nice Italian place downtown, lots of pub food that's pretty good, lots of world-class breweries and beer, blah, blah, blah. Just goes on and on. <laughs> and, and, I mean, I, I literally have a long list of great food, and and I have different categories. You know, there's, there's like, play, great places for lunch. We just don't, I'm not seeing that in Coeur d'Alene. So it's... For me personally, it's a big letdown because if I'm on vacation, I want to go out. I want to have great meals every time. I'm really not asking for, uh, like, you know, a cheap. I don't want a deal. I want a great meal. I'm not worried about the price. I want a great, a great dinner, and an ambiance and and wine and so on. So that's just just a couple of my thoughts uh, on 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 the food scene here. Um, Definitely uh, busy here, which I mentioned. Uh, busier than I... I don't know if I'd be too happy with it, honestly, in that regard. Probably too feels too busy. Um, you've got a 17-story uh, uh, resort right on the water. Uh, could you imagine that in Bend? I mean, I know we have some hotels that are popping up in the old mill. But actually, waterfront, you know, to have that kind of a huge building. And then you've got... Uh, quite a few other large, you know, downtown Coeur d'Alene, similar to Bend. You, there's nowhere else to go, so they've been going up here for quite a while, actually. Um, and uh, it would be nice to have more of that in in a way downtown Bend and around places, but not. I, I would be. I mean, it's never going to happen on on the river in Bend. And we don't have a lake near enough by that that would ever happen. We're all surrounded by national forest, which, you know, that's never going to be built on. So Bend is really, you know, since I've been in Coeur d'Alene and just making these comparisons, I really feel like Bend is a deal. And I, I've, I usually say there are no deals in Bend, but comparing it to Coeur d'Alene, I would say Bend is quite a bargain. Real estate is quite a bargain. For a million dollars in Coeur d'Alene, you're not going to have much to look at. And in Bend, for a million dollars, I can show you, uh, like for 1.5 to 2 million in Bend, you're going to be on the river. You're going to have an incredible view of the Cascade Mountains. 
you know, really gorgeous properties. And uh, here it's like slim pickings. Uh, And also, you know, it's hard to get, people don't sell these houses. You know, when you have a riverfront property, it's one of those that you just keep. It's going to be in the family. So you don't get a lot of homes on the market. Like right now, I think there's 130 homes total on the market in Coeur d'Alene. And they're, uh, you know, they're, it's, it's super, super rough right now. So hoping to see more uh, homes hitting the market here spring, summer, which you will expect that. Um, but of course, there's people standing in line. So it's going to be com- very competitive. Bend is very similar. Uh, we've got really low inventory there as well. Prices are not nearly as high as the uh, really nice real estate here in Coeur d'Alene. Um, and I think I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to have a lot more inventory spring, summer in Bend. We're all really hoping so. Uh, so we'll keep our eye on that. Um, I think I've said enough. I'm going to probably put together more data on Coeur d'Alene, but overall I, lo- I do love it here. We're, I mean, I'm sitting right now in, in our, uh, in our room at the resort, looking out over a really beautiful view in the lake. There's nothing to not love about it. You know, it's got its magic and it's and the people here are great. We've had, you know, nothing but positive experiences here. But I, you know, the other thing I guess is really have to mention before I go is the, the main thing is that if you're looking at Idaho, it's probably because of politics. You know, you can't separate, you can't separate it. Um, uh, you know, California uh, is really struggling uh, politically. Uh, just a mess, bankrupt, you know, kinds of issues. Uh, driving people out toward the Northwest. And uh, so for the more liberal people, you know, Oregon, especially uh, on the Portland side, are going to be happier. Bend is probably more conservative than they want to be. It's more of a blend, I think, in Bend. Uh, you know, so it's used to be super conservative. Now I can't say that. It is, you know, the state of Oregon, the laws that have recently changed and so on are driving people out of Oregon as well. So those that want to stay in a conservative environment are looking at Idaho. So, um, you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, Idaho is a conservative state uh, and, you know, will be red probably for a long time. Uh, from what I'm told here, the locals and so on, they like it that way. <laughs> so depending on what you're looking for, that might be a deal breaker or a deal maker for you. And so depending on that, you should be aware of that political climate in Idaho, very conservative uh, and Oregon, not as much, uh, you know, on the east side of Oregon, more conservative than uh, than the west side for sure. So uh, Portland's kind of a disaster right now, just like Seattle. And in fact, in Bend, we've been getting a lot of people leaving uh, Seattle, Portland, trying to get over to the Bend area just to just to get into a better a better place to live. So you know, everybody's looking at Central Oregon. So that would that would be uh, Sisters, uh, you know, even Culver, Madras, Prineville, Redmond. Lapine, uh, Sun River, and Sun River is a place a lot of people have vacationed in the past, and uh, that's a great place for a vacation home. Investment properties are really hot there, seventy to one hundred thousand over right now, asking prices, 
and that trickles into Bend, you know, 50, 50 to 100,000 over in Bend, almost everything, although I just tied one up uh, last week for 10,000 over. Uh, I don't know exactly why we got it for that, but uh, I could tell the listing agent didn't do a great job on some marketing and and kind of gave us an advantage and we were able to get it for only 10,000 over. Really super hard to do. So anyways, that's an update. I uh, hope you uh, hope you enjoyed that. And if I can add any more, send me a message, give me a ring. Contact information is, uh, you know, in the uh, contact information uh, on the podcast. And uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.